Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forrester, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, my friend, welcome back. Today, I have Mark Marino with me. Mark is just an amazing transformational story. He was in an accident, was just living with with chronic pain, being a physical therapist himself, and the transformation of coming out of that pain into a successful life that he now has is just absolutely amazing. It's one of those, if, if you didn't talk to the man, you might look at it and go, how much of this is really there? But I want you to hear it from Mark, to be encouraged, to be equipped to move yourself and to be able to say, hey, Mark did this you know, there's hope for me as well. So Mark, thank you so much for joining me today, buddy. Well, Mike, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Mark, if we could start out with what does uh, life look like you for, for you today? And let's start out on the personal side, if we could. All right. Um, I live in uh, Long Island, New York, and I'm happily married and uh, father of three children, uh, 2019 and 17. Just a pleasure to have my family. And I'm very fortunate to be married now for going on 25 years, 24 years. And, and professionally, I'm a physical therapist. And I, I have been a therapist now for 25 years. And I specialize in what's called orthopedic manual physical therapy. And I have a, a small, very small private practice. I work solo one-on-one with patients out of, again, Long Island, New York, uh, Stony Brook, New York. And, you know, I've been doing that, I said, for 25 years and and got my advanced certifications in manual therapy, kind of progressed towards that. But really, one of the reasons I specialized in manual therapy was because of an accident I was in about 25 years ago, believe it or not, right before my professional career started. So that's what kind of led me down that track. So what's the difference between the manual physical therapy and when you're driving down the road and you see a physical therapy office? Like, what's the difference in what you're doing? Well, it's it's all you know orthopedic physical therapy. I just specialize in what's called functional manual therapy, where you evaluate the the whole human system as you know, the human system as an integrated system, and evaluate and find specifically what's wrong and what's not in the proper alignment. Whether it has to do with mechanical dysfunction or neuromuscular dysfunction, or let's say motor control, where a person's out of alignment, and you can figure out specifically what's going on with that person's system, and figuring out how one how to 
integrate your treatments so that person resolves their dysfunction and their pain. And so that they can also lead a more efficient lifestyle after they leave you. And so that they're not only just becoming out of pain, but losing the, let's say, compensations and modifications that their body has developed over years so that they can live a more efficient life. Mm. Okay. So in, and from that, is it one of those of where, when you're first starting out with a patient, like, do you see, you've talked about like a physical transformation. Do you also see like a mental and emotional transformation just within that change that they experience? Well, absolutely. I'd say the patients that do the best with any kind of rehab, whether it's, you know, physical therapy or any other form of rehab, the patients that do the best are the ones that have a good mindset. What I found over the years and also what went through, and I'll expand on this a little bit more, what I've been through personally, what happens is, is if you don't have the right mindset, you've already kind of started out behind the eight ball. And if you have what I call a negative mindset loop, your body gets trapped in focusing on the wrong aspects of your life and focusing on problems rather than focusing on solutions. And so in rehab, that makes a difference. Many people would say, well, what is that difference? If I have a knee strain or if I have back pain, why does it matter whether I have a negative mindset or why does it matter? They should, I should just be fixed. But what happens is there's a very strong link between mindset and your mind focusing on pain. And your mind is a amazing tool that if you, it will give you more of whatever you focus on most during your day. So if you focus on pain, your brain will give you more pain. If you focus on problems, your brain will give you more problems. But if you focus on wellness and you focus on solutions to challenges, then your brain will give you more solutions to challenges. So when you're talking about having a right mindset, like your, your patient visiting you, what are you going to see as far as, you know, let's say Bob and Steve both come in and they've sprained their ankles. How are you going to be able to pick up on that? in the difference between the two of them? And then how would you expect their recovery or their progress to be different? Well, you know, Mike, you could see it almost immediately because I've, you know, I've seen, let's say thousands of patients over 25 years and you can see it in how they, one, speak about themselves to you and both about other people and about their situation. So you'll have, let's say two different patients walk in your door. They both have the same diagnosis. Let's say low back strain because low back strain is, you know, the most common diagnosis I see in the field is either neck pain or back pain. So let's call it back pain. And a person comes in and let's say it's, it's John and John comes in and says, you know, Mark, I was recommended to you from somebody because they said I could help you. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Mark, that I've always had back pain. It's been ever since this happened to me, I have back pain now and nothing you're going to do is going to help me have back pain. And so, and you would think that that is strange to hear, but there are people that come in with that exact mindset. I've seen it time upon time upon time. And I say to them at that point, they're usually in my office with me and they're, we're going through the evaluation. I said, listen, John, you're absolutely right. If you have that mindset, there's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to help you because they've already told their brain that they're going to continue to have back pain. So therefore they will have back pain because just the mindset of having pain, they are stuck in what's called that negative mindset, chronic pain mindset. So they will keep themselves in what's called a, a chronic muscle spasm cycle. And so all they're doing is focusing on pain. They're not focusing on getting better. And usually those people have lost sight of, let's say, the light at the end of the tunnel. They don't see a time where they could be pain-free. Mm. And a lot of times it is because of their mindset, but 
they've been slowly indoctrinated into this mindset because they've either had a really bad injury, like myself, I went through a car accident, or they've had a horrific, let's say they were in a car accident, or they picked up a box and herniated a disc, or this happened at their job, or that happened, or they were doing something in their backyard and twisted their back, whatever it was. And let's say they've had pain for six weeks. And then after the six weeks, the pain doesn't go away. And now it's three months and six months. After about that three to six month time frame, it starts to get into that chronic pain mindset. And then you have a doctor that may in, let's say, not they're not wanting to do it, but they diagnose the patient and they say, you know what, John, you have a bad back. And so now John has been labeled in his mind that he has a bad back. And right there, the, the, you know, the doctor has done one of the, the, uh, the toughest things that you can do to a patient, which is tell them that they have a bad back or tell them that they are this diagnosis. And I've seen hundreds of patients that have had horrible MRIs, right? Horrible backs on MRIs, but they're pain-free. And I've also seen patients who have nothing, no findings on their MRI, and they're in horrible chronic pain. So my point is, is that the mind is an incredibly powerful thing. And if you tell a person as a physician, as a medical professional, that they have a bad back, that person starts to believe that. And they get into the mindset of having a chronic pain problem. So then they are someone who has a back problem rather than somebody who has a back injury that they're going to get over. Gotcha. You see what I mean, I do. What, so what is the difference for the person that's in the right mindset that's been diagnosed by the, the same doctor, right? right? What would the other option be for John to not buy into, Hey, I have a bad back. What is he saying? What is he thinking? Right. So the other patient who has the good mindset, is that what you're talking about? Or you're talking yes, about sir. John changing his mind. So now yeah. let's say Steve comes in instead of saying John number two, let's call him Steve. So okay. Steve comes in with, with a back injury. Let's call it a back injury. So Steve comes into the back injury and he goes to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey, Steve, you had a bad injury, but I think you'll be fine if you go to physical therapy and you take care of this. So Steve comes in and Steve is a person who exercises regularly. He's a person, and even if he doesn't, but he's a person that has a positive mindset that sees this as just a bump in the road of something that he'll get over, that he sees the light at the end of the tunnel from the beginnings. And even if it does take longer, he sees the goals that he's going to accomplish after he's done with therapy and when he's feeling better. He is already, to him and his mindset and the positive mindset, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to improve He's going to successfully complete his rehab and he's going to achieve the goals that he's already set for himself after his rehab. And so he comes in and says, all right, sounds good. I got this problem. And then I go through the evaluation. I tell him, okay, Steve, you have this, this, and this. It may be pretty bad right now. You know, it may be a challenge right now. Let's say they have tingling down their leg. And for anybody who's listening to this podcast, anybody from, you know, older than the age of 25, most people have had back pain that's bad enough. Statistics show that's bad enough. 80% of the population has missed work for two or three days because of a back problem. Mm -hmm. So we all know some people out there who are listening to this right now have said, you know what? I've had that pain down my leg. I've had weakness in my foot. I've had this, you know, sciatica. I've had whatever it is that you've had with your back, but it can get better. Now, there are times that are, you know, there are diagnoses that are beyond the control of treatment sometimes, and, and sometimes you need surgical intervention. That's true. But then that would still be part of a rehab that you would have to get through and have the right mindset to get to the other side. Gotcha. And so could just, just to clarify, John and Steve could both go to the same doctor and the doctor could use the same 
verbiage or the same words, same diagnosis, but it's dependent upon the, the personal mindset of John and Steve as to how they're seeing it. Is that correct? That's right. And very often too, the person has the mindset of, you know, I want to say the chronic pain mindset or just that negative mindset loop of hearing that. And then hearing that from a doctor, it feeds into that negative mindset loop where that's something that they heard that just further amplified the feelings that they had that says, oh, I have a bad back. Doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to always have a bad back as opposed to Steve, who most likely had a well-adapted positive mindset that when the doctor says that one, he says he doesn't believe it and will probably go to another doctor or two, he hears it, gets upset with it, comes in and with speaking to that patient, you see that that's your mindset and you work forward with that positive mindset and assuring them that that's not true. And let's move forward from there, setting goals. It's one, having the right mindset and then setting the proper goals so that you can achieve those goals. Yeah. It sounds from what you've described. I mean, it's like John's almost given himself a life sentence right. of being within that pain environment. And then Steve is like, this is just an inconvenience. I'll move right. beyond it. Right. And you don't give up on John. You don't give up on John because John, if he hears the right thing from the right person at the right time, and hopefully that's say me or you or another therapist that sees them and allows them to have the awareness and the realization that they can change their mindset. And if by changing that mindset and changing that negative mindset loop to a positive mindset loop and to what I call a proactive positive mindset, where you're deciding what your mindset is going to be. There's a choice there that you're deciding what your mindset is being moving forward from there. But if you're not choosing, then what happens is the whole world is affecting you rather than you living a proactive mindset and living life on purpose. As many people would say, you know, you're in, you're in the driver's seat, but what happens when you're in a chronic pain mindset, you're not in the driver's seat. Everything is happening to you rather than you happening to the world. Gotcha. And so you're not just coming in as like a physical therapist looking at them in their physical state, you're also coming in almost as like a uh, counselor, a coach, like a, a, a bartender, so to speak, like you're listening right, to them right. and what they're saying and how they right. are emotionally to try and align things to help right. them heal. Right. Right. And again, I am not a psychologist. I don't have a psychology degree or a psychiatrist, but what, gives me, let's say the credibility to speak on these things is what I went through myself. So yes, I'm coming in there and people will say to me, they're like, Mark, you know, I, I like when you work on my brain as much as you work on my body, because that's as important, if not sometimes more important to get the mindset correct and their body will follow. And you may have difficulties and there are some real serious things that, you know, the, you're not saying to somebody, it's all in your head. It's not, you have physical limitations that are very real. But it's how do you deal with those physical limitations? How do you deal with that injury? How do you deal with that whatever traumatic event that happened in your life that makes the difference from there? Again, we all have, you know, we can't we can't control what happens to us, but we have 100% control. And we've all heard this before, 100% control on how we respond to it. That's where the difference lies. And so you alluded to this a couple of times, like 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Can we go back to where you began this journey from the accident. Can you share sure, that with us? Sure. You know, people will ask me too, is that why I became a physical therapist? Well, no, because I was on my road to becoming a physical therapist. And to go back to the story, it was uh, two days 
after my last clinical rotation in graduate school, in physical therapy school in New York. And I was in a friend's car. I was the passenger in a friend's car. And my friend made a left turn across traffic, probably a little too late. And the person coming over, grazing over a small hill was going way too fast. I forget what the miles per hour were, but he unfortunately broadsided the car right where I was sitting. And the car folded up with on me. And I woke up three days later in the hospital. What I found out was, is that the firemen, you know, the, the fire department was there, had to cut me out of the car because of a head wound that they had. I had, they thought I was going to, they thought I might die. So they had to cut me out of the car and fly me in a, a helicopter to the local trauma hospital. I had a uh, nine hour surgery. I had eight fractures in my right leg where I shattered my hip in two places and shattered my lower bones in, in six places. And I had uh, two long rods, the length of my leg, you know, six screws, four cables, a plate, two blood transfusions from my head wound, about 150 st stitches in my body. And, and I was in a hospital about a week. I went to my physical therapy graduation with 150 staples still in my body because it was only about a week later or two weeks later that the that the graduation was. They, they actually furnished a chaise lounge along all the other chairs of the graduation that I could lay in while I was while the graduation was going on. Graduated. So my first year as a physical therapist, I was, you know, I didn't work. I was a patient. And then I didn't walk for about five and a half months. I was non-weight bearing. I could walk on crutches and a walker. I was on a cane for another four months. Didn't work for a year. Had a second surgery a year later to take some of the hardware out. But you know, all of the big stuff will stay in me. Unfortunately, you know, hopefully until until I, I pass at a ripe old age of a hundred. Let's let's hope. And and uh, you know, I, I did okay. You know, I had a second surgery, and for all intents and purposes, you'd you'd say okay, Mark is healed. But the only problem is, you know, orthopedically I was healed, but I still had a lot of pain. I also fractured my back at one level. And you, know, you go back to the doctor after a year and, you know, you do monthly visits, but after a year and you'll find this, and I found this also with other patients as you go back to the doc and you're like, doc, it's still hurting me here. It's hurting me my hip, my ankle, this and that, you know, it's hurting me in my low back. And, and they're like, well, you know, they put their x-rays up and they say, wow, I did a good job. And they looked, you know, everything is healed as per the x-rays, you know, and they did a great job. They did. But what happens is very often with something this serious, you can have, you know, some major dysfunction. They're, they're basically saving your life. You know, they crack you open like a coconut and they fix everything. And, you know, I have a 14 inch scar on my hip and another one on my knee. And, you know, but they'll say, okay, this is the result in pain. Everything is physically okay. Everything, the bones have healed. If you still have pain, we can send you to pain management. And some people listening to this um, podcast may understand what I'm talking about. And when you go to pain management, you have basically two choices. You have injections or medication. Now, medication, I was on Vicodin for those first three months. And when they took off the Vicodin, you're like, oh boy, they took away the Vicodin. And I'm glad they did because that you could get addicted to Vicodin. And I was on Advil for another two months, eating them like candy. And that induced a self-diagnosed ulcer. And then I went cold turkey after that and went right to aspirin. And now I barely touch anything. But what happened was I had resulting chronic pain for about probably seven to nine years. That was pretty serious in nature that... You know, I was in a good amount of pain for, for, you know, very often I'd have episodes weekly. And sometimes there are episodes where, you know, I had trouble walking and I had trouble, you know, doing anything just because of back pain. And, you know, it got to a point where I finally reached a point where I was like, okay, this is enough is enough. I basically got to a point where I called it my awareness phase, where I said, this is it. Enough is enough. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And that day came when that aha moment for me was I went 
into my truck to go to work that day. And, and I owned, you know, physical therapy practice at, at that point and was treating patients. And very often, probably a good 80% of the time, I was in more pain than most of the patients I was treating. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. And you do what you have to do. And it was a challenging time. And, and when I got in the car that day, I froze up. I couldn't move. And anybody who's been in back spasms or has had problems with that understands what I'm talking about. And my wife literally had to help me back in the house. And, and I called in to work, you know, and called in sick. And, and anybody who knows me, I don't call in sick. So that was a day where I was like, this is crazy. I can't do this anymore. So I basically, what then I call, I had the awareness phase. And then I said, okay, this is the search phase. So I went on the search phase of researching topics on everything from chronic pain to the psychology of pain to personal development, you know, everything in personal development from back as far as Lei Tao Zung and, you know, Buddha and, and the Bible and Norman Vincent Peale and Tony Robbins and, you know, James Allen and everything you can think of. And what I started to see was how important mindset was. There wasn't a, f- a switch that flipped, but what happened is over the next three to six months, I started to see a change and I started to see a difference in how I was feeling. Over that six month period of time, I got to the point where I didn't have chronic pain anymore. And you say, well, how's, how's that possible? So it was no treatment that somebody was giving me, although I was getting good treatment and I got periodic treatment for myself, but never consistent enough. And and I would get treatments here and there. So it was no physical program that I went through. But what was the difference was, was the aha moment and that realization that it was me that was the difference. It was my mindset that was the difference and that I had control. And it was that aha moment where I said, okay, enough. This accident is in my past. I have to move forward from here. And that's what changed. And then I went to a point where I didn't have chronic pain anymore. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody out there that I don't get pain. That would be a load of baloney and I'm not going to curse on this program, but that would be, it would be just untrue. And anybody who tells you that is probably not telling you the truth as well. But what I did was I went from a position of having chronic pain all the time and having a chronic pain mindset to now not having chronic pain. And yes, if I do too much yard work or if I kayak, or if I I love to hike in the mountains, if I've gone on a long hike, I will get pain. And sometimes I can get a flare-up that lasts for a week or two. But the difference is, is that flare-up goes away. And now it's an acute irritation or an acute re-injury or acute inflammation of something that I already have that's mechanical that, boom, I know is going to go away. So what happens is then I move past it and I'm back to my, let's say, sweet spot of where I feel good. And so now I don't get pain nearly as often. And when I get it, it's manageable and I don't have a chronic pain mindset anymore. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. It's all so the you, in the world. If I'm understanding the timeline, you were working and, and living six to eight years after like all the surgeries with this pain. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were you were doing physical therapy in, like you said, more pain than the the patient that's there. How yeah, did that 
Well, you know, for the most, you know, most days I was okay. But again, pain always there, chronic pain there and flare ups regularly that were causing a major disruption in my life. And if anybody's ever met somebody who has chronic pain, or if you've been, or if you have a family member that has chronic pain, or you yourself has had chronic pain yourself, it doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you because that mindset, that negative mindset loop is toxic. It's not only toxic to you. It's not only toxic to your mind. It's toxic to everybody else around you. And that's an energy that gets pushed out into the world. And, and, it's tremendous. So if you can change that chronic pain mindset and get that into a positive loop and to get that person to start using a positive proactive mindset, you don't just help that person, you help everybody that that person is involved with. So you may potentially help, you know, dozens to hundreds of people because that person, you know, comes in contact in the future and it could be thousands. So do you think that the the negative mindset came on because of the accident or when you look back do you see that that was something that was there before then, or was it solely associated with the pain? You know, that's a good question, Mike. It's it's one of those things where now, this is also challenging for people too, because it's a paradox, because you can be generally a positive person, but have neg- a negative mindset about certain aspects of your life. And that's why it can be confusing to your, yourself. So I've always been a positive person, but certain aspects of what have what has happened to me can make you focus on the negative on that aspect of your life. So you can have a traumatic event in your past that's that's done this to you and you can be a positive person, but have fears and insecurities about anything that has to do with that traumatic event and not even know that the traumatic event was causing it. You can, you know, so for me, it was my accident. And that might brought, a, brought up negative mindset loop about maybe some other things that I had issues with, but that was what triggered it, let's say. And again, I'm not a psychologist, but this is just what I found in my own research and dealings with my own mindset and also helping other people with theirs. So very often too, what happens is, is once you, they learned, once the person learns to let go of that past traumatic event, we don't forget it. We don't, we let go of it and, and, and use it instead of for a point of weakness and a point of negative mindset loop, we use it as a a source of strength almost, or at least not something that is toxic and takes away from our, our, our present self. So as you, as you started addressing and and turning the negative mindset into a positive mindset, did you find that like you were getting more energy, you know, like physically, but also like emotionally. And then were there other areas that had been impacted because of like that, the pain trauma that began to heal as well? I'd say it helped me in every aspect of my life. It changed how I started, although it ha- this happened before I solved the chronic pain mindset, I started getting advanced certifications in manual therapy because of what I went through. I actually started seeing somebody privately myself because let's say conventional therapy was great, but somebody who specialized in the therapy that I specialized in made such a difference in my life that it affected me both as a person and a patient, but also as a physical therapist. And that person became a mentor to me. And I started going through the coursework and started, ended up being a primary instructor and a, and a teacher for that Institute nationally. And, and I was with them for 15 years and it basically inherently changed how I treated as a therapist and how I specialized because of what I went through and the trauma that I went through. So in a weird way that the, the, you know, the motor vehicle accident that I was involved in became a source of strength for the rest of my career. And now what I do in helping people improve their motivation, their mindset, their focus, their decision-making, 
that all was born out of this traumatic event. You know, so mm-hmm. now I use that traumatic event of my accident as a source of strength to one, help me in the present and help me set goals for the future, but also help people who are going through similar, you know, similar mindset issues that may not be from a physical trauma, maybe from a psychological trauma, maybe just from somebody who has lacking focus or has stress, whoever overwhelmed to help that person get to that next level. So in that way, the traumatic event has helped me change my life that way to help mm-hmm. other people. That's awesome. So as you were learning this and then, you know, experiencing it, I'm assuming you started taking from like what you've, you shared there, you started taking this to how you were doing your physical therapy. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so what kind of changes did you see within your, your patients that are coming in for physical therapy? And now as you're making, you know, like the, these changes and how you treat them, what, what kind of changes are you seeing on their side? Well, same thing, the, the significant changes I saw myself, I also saw in my, my patients. And then also too, when I started working with them with their mindset, it was not long after, probably I'd say, you know, right after the time when I had kind of reached a new level myself with mindset, I started giving wellness lectures and I started giving what I called motivational wellness lectures to anybody who would listen. Basically, I went to, I went to libraries, I went to doctor's offices. I went to my, in my own clinic, I had a decent sized clinic where I would give wellness lectures to 15, 20, 40 people. And I would do it on the topic of motivational wellness, improving your mindset and your focus to improve your overall life and your personal growth. And then I started going to corporations and I would give it to, you know, their wellness conferences of up to 300 people, but I would do it as small as five people. And, and so to me, I saw the change in what other people, when I see somebody's light bulb go off and, you know, and to say, Hey, I can use that tip. You know, basically I like to give people tips and tricks and hacks, simple things that they can use for themselves. Cause when it comes down to it, you know, a person has to be ready to change. A person has to be ready to listen. You know, the old saying is that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, yeah. you know, and, and not to say that I'm that teacher, but to say, if they hear the right thing from the right person at the right time, you can change somebody's life for the better. And you can have them reach a level that they may have never reached before. And it may be small incremental improvements, but then make that aha moment of they get to the next level because of something small that you showed them. And that to me makes all the difference in the world. And that's why I'm channeling almost everything I do more towards that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're when you're speaking at these conferences, what are like two to three things that as far as tips that you're sharing that you're seeing transformation come from? What are two or three things that that you're seeing that that in you sharing is bringing about transformation for your audience? Right. One thing it's well, first of all, one of the one of the phrases that I developed about I don't know, let's say five years ago that I that I since you know I just said oh that's a nice you know pithy quote that I'll use here and there and what I've determined lately in the last year or two as I'm working more and more on my content it's basically the main concept that runs through all of my training content. And the quote is, awaken your mind and see clearly the path that leads to the accomplishment of your goals. And basically what that means is that it all starts with your mindset. And as you focus on your mindset first and developing a proactive mindset, that is all the difference in the world. So if you develop a proactive mindset and get yourself to focus on solutions to challenges rather than problems, because most people who are stuck in that negative mindset, they see the problem. They only focus on the problem and they're focusing on why do I have so much pain? Why do I have this problem? Why is this happening to me? Why is that happening to me? Well, the brain goes back to you and says, well, I'll tell you exactly why this is happening to you. It's happening to you because of this, 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 and this. 
as opposed to, so if you want a better answer, what do you got to do? Ask a better question. So don't ask your brain why you're in so much pain or why you're having so many problems. Ask your brain, say, how do I do this? How do I solve this problem? How do I become well? How do I have a, a positive mindset? Then your brain starts to go with, okay, what do I have to do to have a positive mindset? What do I have to do to be well? Well, let's say it's the different aspects of body, mind, spirit. So it's what you focus on. So focus, it's you know, two things, having a positive mindset. And it's not just saying, be happy about everything. I think it was Tony Robbins that said, you know, if I just said, be happy about everything, that's like looking at the garden and saying, there's no weeds. You know, being positive is looking at the garden, understanding their weeds and saying, hey, what are we going to do to get rid of these weeds and working towards solving that challenge? So it's being positive in every aspect of your life that you can and not just being happy. And so the other thing is then is is improving your focus. What are you focusing on? And for focus, the first thing that I talk about is finding clarity. So the part of finding clarity, there's two things you have to do is one, where's your present situation now and being realistic with that. And two, setting goals for where you want to go, setting specific goals. It's not just, I want to lose weight. It's I weigh this much by that time. It's not just, I, I want to have less back pain. It's I am pain-free by this date and run a 5K by June of whatever it is, 2020, whatever. This I'm sure this podcast will be out 30 years from now and somebody will say 2040 something, right? right. <laughs> but it's, it's having the positive mindset and it's putting your focus in the right place. And it's, it's focusing on getting clarity in your life with where you are presently and setting goals for what you want to be, do, and have. Now, there's one of my favorite quotes is, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always be what you've always been. And now that's people like, what? That's a tongue twister. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always be what you've always been. So translated another way, if you want to see different results than what you've been getting, then you have to do things differently than how you've been doing them. It's as simple as that. So we can't expect to do the same thing over and over again and get different results. That was Einstein's definition of insanity. You cannot do the same things. We'll say, oh yeah, I want to change. I want to change. But four months later, you're doing the same exact things and being like, why am I not losing weight? Well, it's because you're doing the same things and you're still eating chips and ice cream at 12 o'clock midnight. You know, it's, it's okay. If you want to see different results, we got to change what you're doing. You know, lifestyle habits, lifestyle behaviors. So we're within those points of having a realistic expectation and setting the goals. Where do you see most people getting tripped up? within that process? Well, very often, you know, one, they start off with overwhelm and stress. And, and usually it's like they're trying to eat it. You know, they're trying to figure out how to eat an elephant and they're just like, look at the elephant and get overwhelmed. And what do they say? How do you eat an ele- elephant? One bite at a time. So very often they get overwhelmed by the enormity of it, or they haven't yet learned how to either set specific goals because they've always ne- they've either never set goals or they've just set goals of, I want to do this, or I'd like to do that, or I think maybe somehow I'd like to get this done. And your brain doesn't know what to do to that. Your brain just sees that as no marching orders whatsoever. Well, you know, I'd really like to go to the Caribbean. Well, guess what? Five years later, you're sitting there saying, I'd really like to go to the Caribbean. You have to learn how to set specifics for your goals. And we see it as something, oh, well, everybody should know that. Well, no, everybody doesn't know that. And everybody, you know, sometimes we know it or we've read it in a book, but we take it for granted. And until you tell your brain exactly what to do, it won't do it and it won't change because we are creatures of habit. We do today 
pretty much what we did yesterday. And we'll do tomorrow pretty much what we did today, unless we change our mindset, change our focus, develop specifically, you know, understand where we are and set goals for where we want to be. And then we work towards that. And part of that is, again, decreasing the stress and anxiety by allowing past traumatic events to give us strength in the present. And we also let go of the worry and the stress of what may happen in the future because we're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. We have no control of it. And so if we take ourselves back, we lose the trauma in the past or let go or use it for strength. That brings us more in the present. We let go of the worries that we can't control over in the future. Guess what? That brings more of us back to the present. We set goals, which allows our present self to become stronger that we can then use as a basis of our decision-making. So if we set specific goals now, every decision I make either gets me closer to that goal or further away from that goal. And basically, you know, that's a, that's a great way to get started in, in, in the beginning. How are you at this point? Like you said, you're pain-free unless you, you know, really exert yourself, right? You know, that you, things will trigger it or potentially trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you continuing to like grow your mindset and just grow yourself at this point because you've, I mean, you've made such a huge leap with the mindset and the pain management. What do you do now to continue growing yourself? That's a good, that's a good question too, Mike. And now for first, first physically wise, I, I do have dysfunction. Obviously there's no, you know, there's, I have a bunch of hardware in my right leg and and I have limitations that are from that, but I know what my, I know what keeps me in my sweet spot. You know, they always talk about a sweet spot in sports. Well, we have a sweet spot in wellness that, that, and, and what we want to do is I know the level of activity and exercise that I need to keep up that keeps me in my sweet spot. Now, there are things that I do either voluntarily or involuntarily that cause me to get flared up. And, but I know how, I know what they are. And it's like, let's say I landscape for six hours or do this or do that it gets my sweet spot smaller. And then I get into areas where I get pain, but I know what that is. And then I can improve that and get back to my sweet spot. My job physically, both physically and mentally is to improve my sweet spot, to get expanded as much as I can. And mindset wise, I must say that what I'm doing now in my my uh, job description and my professional career of, of focusing more and more on the mindset is partially selfish because I love helping other people. And I love getting a person to understand how important it is for them to improve their mindset, their motivation, their focus to help them reach their goals. But guess what? Professionally, I get to work on my mindset all all the time. And so for me, that's an ever expanding and learning something new. There's not a day go by that I didn't learn something when I'm researching for either a a video that I'm doing or part of my course that I'm doing or progressing forward in my informational content that I put out to help people that I'm not learning something. And to me, that's just, that's where my passion lies. And I can't wait over the next 10 or 20 years to continue to do that. Awesome. You talked about your course for a second there. Can you tell us what your course entails? Yes. The Awaken Your Mind, it's a six module course and I have it at my um, website and that's to help people improve their focus, improve their mindset, improve their motivation to basically help them reach their goals in, in life. And it's to get over pain, whether physical or psychological and help them develop their personal growth. I've been very excited working on it. I'm currently working on it now, but it has active members and is, and just excited for all the improvements and it's making in people's lives. And that's really, that to me, that's all the difference in the world. If, if people get one aspect of my course that really helps them get to the next level, then, then it's made it all worthwhile. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad like just the transformation that you've experienced and now you're bringing that, that same kind of teaching and, and learning, right? You're, you're seeing people have that change, that modification in their life. And that's what we need. 
because so many of us just get trapped and we stay on this crazy cycle, you know, and do this silent suffering where it's just me, it's just me, it's just me. And it's like, if only we would speak up, we would find out, no, it's a lot more people. I really appreciate you doing what you're doing. Thank you for coming on today, Mark, for people that want to reach out and hear more to get that right mindset. How can people connect with you? Thanks, Mike. They, they can contact me to, or they can find my information out in a number of places. First, uh, my blog is at awakenyourwellnessnow.com backslash blog. My Facebook page is Awaken Your Wellness Now. And my um, Instagram handle is Mark Marino PT. That's PT Peter Tom. So Mark Marino PT. Awesome. Mark, thank you so very much for coming on, sharing your story and the progress that you've made, how you've made it and just sharing your wisdom here. So I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. And Mike, I really appreciate you having me uh, come on. It's always nice to talk to you again and, and, you know, share ideas. And I'm just happy I could come on. And, you know, if, like I said, one person sees this and it makes a little bit of a difference um, and it makes me happy. So thanks again. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode and remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.